Hey everybody, I'm Kara and welcome to All the Foods I've Loved. On this podcast, we talk relationships and food and whole health. And together we explore what it looks like to live a fully connected and embodied life. You're going to be given permission to get messy. And just like in the kitchen, you're going to be given permission to invite people into the mess. And then you're going to realize that we make beautiful lives by getting messy. The truth is that when you get connected to your body, you unlock your life. Hey everybody, I'm Kara. Welcome back to another episode of To All the Foods I've Loved. I hope you guys are doing well. It is um, it is a crazy time in our world. It just is. And that is okay. And things are changing for everyone. So wherever you are, I'm sending you lots of love. And I hope that you feel um, connected, not only to yourself, but to the people around you and uh, feel supported in the life that you're living. Um, I'm really pumped about today's episode. I Part of my love of podcasting is that I freaking love when I get to interview my friends who are badasses and so cool and have so much insight. And today I get to sit down with Allie Fallon. And if you know Allie Fallon, you probably know her from <clears throat> from her writing world. So she is a writing coach. She has ghost written so many books for so many authors. She has her own published books. She has a course called Prepare to Publish where she teaches you the steps to to publish your own piece or memoir or book or whatever it is that you're longing to get into writing. She also has an incredible uh, weekly email where she sends out writing prompts. And for me, that's been so uh, healing and like grounding during the season to just take time to like respond to a prompt and to force myself to slow down and to like actually put onto paper what's going on in my inner world. So that is how most people know Allie Fallon. But today I asked Allie to come on and talk to me a little bit about what it's looked like for her to transition in her body with pregnancy. So Allie is uh, due in two weeks at the time of this recording. And she um, she's pregnant with a little baby girl and it's her first. And she and her husband, Matt, who Caleb and I love and adore, um, they both both uh, went on a honeymoon and got pregnant on the honeymoon and are having a baby, which is amazing. And this is, like I said, this is Allie's first pregnancy. And we were having dinner with her maybe six months ago. And as she was, as her body was starting to shift and as she was starting to like become this maternal um, human to grow another life, we, we dove into, at dinner, we dove into what that felt like for her. And I was so fascinated by just her perspective and her ability to articulate the shifts and movements and changes of the physical body um, as as she was experiencing pregnancy. And I know it's something that I have definitely thought about. And I know that so many women have gone through it. And it's such a miraculous, unbelievable experience with a lot of ups and downs. And so I wanted to, to bring Ali on to just kind of talk about what does it look like to connect to your body during a time of pregnancy. So you guys are going to love this conversation. It's so fascinating. Uh, one of my favorite parts is we talked about, Allie posted this beautiful uh, Instagram caption probably, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And she said this beautiful quote, and I'm just, I read it during the interview, but I'm going to read it to you now. 
She says, we can, I now believe, become something that we've always been. By that, I mean the possibility of a thing, an identity, a role, an accomplishment, a name, a baby, can exist inside of us from the very beginning, long before it ever materializes into physical form. My daughter has been inside of me from the moment I was conceived. Her daughters are already inside of her. We carry whole worlds inside of us. Ugh, it's so beautiful. I love it so much. And just this idea that like the moment you you are in your mother's womb, you actually have all of the eggs in your body to carry your future children. That is miraculous. And it, it speaks so much to trauma healing and epigenetics and things that we could dive into for hours. But you're going to love this conversation with Allie. She's so incredible. Her insight and wisdom is just lovely to listen to. So let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. Allie, hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm so fun. It's I was so just fun. thinking before we started this, I was like, what a job we have that we get to do podcast interviews with our friends <laughs> with our friends and like offer our friends insight to the world yeah. I was talking about you to Caleb this morning and I was like man I feel like I I love my friendships where I learn by just being around you and as I was telling him about this interview I was like it's so fun to interview you in the like height of your pregnancy because I feel like I mean I have never had a pregnancy but I feel like I'm vicariously learning about the body and about so many things just watching you go through it so thanks for oh. being here with me oh my gosh this is fun it's fun it's cathartic for me to get to talk about it too because we're obviously like quarantined and the only person I'm talking to about it is my husband he's like yeah we've he's like he's the sweetest you know he's like trying to understand but he's I like pregnancy more pregnancy stuff <laughs> he's like I'm a guy I don't know I don't know it's so good I taught a um I taught a class last week I was we are on our camping vacation but I sat in my camper van and bummed the wi-fi from Whole Foods and then taught this class on hormone health Amazing. and some of the questions that came up were like the shifts that happen during pregnancy and I was like these are great questions this is it's just questions. it's so good and I think I mean I don't know about your background but I don't really feel like anyone ever told me like hormonally what was shifting and, and what to expect with my body when it went through hormonal changes and pregnancy alone is like so many shifts. So I'm excited totally. to dive into No, this. I mean, we don't talk about it. And I think that this is actually a huge, something big that I've realized during pregnancy is that actually what ends up happening is we talk about a woman's process with pregnancy as if really nothing should change. Mm. So like, we, it, it's almost like there's shame around talking about it or well, yeah. the, the like strong way to do a pregnancy is, um, I hear women say like, Oh, I, I, uh, worked out up until the day I gave birth or mm. I worked until the, up until the day I gave birth. And I mean, I think I'm like more in awe of women than I've ever been yeah. going through this pregnancy, but I'm also like, why aren't we talking about how, your brain is literally changing shape during a pregnancy and it, it would make you feel even a woman who feels particularly driven. I would put that myself in that category. It really makes you feel less driven mm, <laughs> toward, yeah. toward the things you were used to feeling driven toward yep. it. All of the oxytocin and all of the hormones that are being pumped through your body make you feel softer. They make you feel mm. more nurturing, more empathetic, more, um, you know, less likely to go like seize the day and right. kinda, I don't know, respond to a thousand emails. Yeah. And so it's, it's fascinating. That's amazing. That's so amazing. So, you know, this, but on this podcast, we talk about relationships, food and whole health. And 
I wanted to bring you on. I mean, I, I asked to bring you on specifically to talk about pregnancy um, because I remember when we were hanging out in Kentucky last year, I, I don't even know exactly how we got into the conversation, but you, you, you presented yourself and you are someone who lives very embodied and very, um, very in tune with your inner voice and like that deep, deep intuition within you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like even, you know, talking about what I learned from you, I I remember being in Kentucky with you being like, man, I envy that. Like you just feel so connected to yourself. And then when you, when you got pregnant, I remember having, um, I think we were at Mercado or something fun and you, you referenced, (laughs) you reference like not being able to deny your body what it actually needs. Like this is a time when I have to give my body ice cream if it really wants it. And I think part of my intention in doing this podcast is to give women space to really come back home to their bodies Mm -hmm. and to give our bodies voices and say like, how can we love you? Well, how can we treat you well? And so I'm curious to dive in with you. What has it looked like to to be pregnant, what has your relationship with your body looked like? How has it changed? How is it different for yeah. you? Tell us some of the things you've been you've been learning. Well, I think one of the biggest surprises for me was exactly what I was talking to you about that day at Mercado when we were like gorging on chips and guacamole and ice cream. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> but, um, I do. I have. I have for many years seen myself as someone who lives fairly embodied and listens to my intuition and takes great care of myself and health and nutrition has been really important to me. I've had, I mean, rewinding a a decade or more, I've had lots of mental health um, struggles. I've been on and off of medication and the last 10 years of my life have really been about improving my physical health, improving Mm. my mental health and finding some sense of stability for myself that is, that doesn't rely on the pharmaceutical drug. Not that I think there's anything wrong with pharmaceutical drugs, but um, I've had a lot of success with that. And I, I would pride myself as being somebody who pays close attention mm. and knows, I know when my body is talking to me and I know what it's saying. And still pregnancy was this interesting experience from the very beginning, really, where I suddenly couldn't override my body's cravings anymore. Mm. So whereas before my body would crave something that in my mind I had decided was not healthy. Mm. And so I would, I would override the craving and I would substitute it for something I consider to be more healthy. So, and that includes like, I'm craving like drinking a bottle of wine and instead I'm going to go to a yoga class or Mm. I'm craving, um, you know, eating a bunch of ice cream and instead I'm going to make like, I would mix like banana and peanut butter and make like a smoothie or whatever. Um, so, I mean, they're not, it's not bad. It's not, it wasn't a bad approach. It was just such an interesting experience for me to realize that there was still a lot of buried, uh, like, I guess, um, like ideas around certain types of food that I had designated mm. as good or bad. Mm. Um, certain thing like napping was one where yeah. I, I have always had a ton of energy. So it's never, I've, I've never been a person who's really tempted to nap a bunch during the day or to like sleep in really late or whatever. Um, but during the pregnancy, it would be like these overwhelming sensations that if you don't go to sleep right now, you're going to feel really sick and you're not going to feel better until tomorrow. Mm. So, um, I just started to have to really listen, like not just listen and be like, thank you for the information. I'm going to do something different than what you're asking me to do, but, but, but actually like, 
thank you for the information and my body wouldn't allow me to, to override the cravings. So, Mm. um, so allowing myself to give in to those cravings that for things that I saw as either good or bad, like ice cream, for example. And then, um, and then, you know, inevitably I started gaining weight. I mean, you gain weight in pregnancy Mm. anyway, but, um, we can have a whole conversation about weight gain, gaining more weight than I expected to gain, yeah. gaining more weight than the books tell you you're supposed to gain, gaining mm. more weight than my OB thought I wish that I should have gained. Yeah. So then I was in this whole battle with like forever. I've been, um, I've been able to kind of like keep things under control, mm. you know, and yeah. now, now I don't you can't. have that luxury. <laughs> yeah. That's so fascinating. I also think it's really fascinating like coming back to this idea of labeling something good or bad. I feel like when I look historically at any of my disordered eating patterns or, or struggles with my body, I, they, they were in seasons where I was labeling, like I was putting, I was, yeah, putting um, an idea onto something and almost attaching an emotion to it. Right. Because if I eat something bad, then I feel bad. Or if I eat this good thing, then I was a good girl. Like I, I did good. And it's, it's really interesting how intertwined this language of good and bad happens in our food world. And I, I hear it every single day. Like I have girlfriends every single day that are like, I ate really good today. And I still am guilty of it. I've been trying really mindfully to catch my language around it, but I love, I mean, I love this idea of like, (laughs) you didn't really have an option. You just have to listen to the body. Yeah, it's, I think it, what it showed me was that there was more, even more disordered thoughts around eating Mm. to be uprooted and revealed. And I had a friend say to me halfway through the pregnancy, because I would go through phases with it where I was Mm. like, this, you know, I would like really give myself lots of grace and, and space for it. And then I would go to an appointment with my OB who, who would have a whole lecture with me about weight gain and carbs and whatever. And then I'd come home crying and I'd be like, you the feeling that I identified was that I'm somehow failing because I'm unable to control myself against Mm. this craving for a bagel. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I can't remember where I was going with that. Oh, just realizing that I didn't know that these buried ideas around food Mm. were really even still there. Yeah. And then allowing my body to like do what it was going to do and just trusting that it knows. And, um, and you know, I mean like my weight gain has leveled off throughout pregnancy. They say the books tell you, I don't know. I kind of think this, it's all just a bunch of BS. (laughs) The books tell you you're supposed to gain between 25 and 30 pounds in a healthy pregnancy. Mm. I've talked to women who have gained 40 pounds and 50 pounds and lost it quickly. Yeah. I've gained around 40 and now toward the end of my pregnancy, the weight gain is it's leveling off and I'm actually like starting to lose a pound or two and my Mm. appetite is leveling off. So I just, I think it's so bizarre that we give so much credit to like, we've, we have this little window that we've decided is the right amount for a woman to gain in pregnancy. And then we're supposed to somehow contort ourselves to fit ourselves into that box when I don't know. I mean, it, it, perhaps some women's bodies need to gain 40 pounds Mm. to carry a pregnancy or 50 pounds. Right. And, um, I don't know. No, it's so yeah. good. I was, um, as I was teaching this hormone class, one of the things that they're, they're finding so much data around is that willpower is actually not a biological concept. Like it's just not biologically accurate. 
and hormones always win. So it's interesting as you're telling me this, I'm like, your hormones are so strong during pregnancy that your body's like, absolutely, we have to have the bagel. <laughs> like we just got to have it, which I think is so fucking cool. Like our bodies are so magnificent and just always working to protect us and to yeah. protect the thing, the life that you're building. Totally. That's amazing. Um, can we talk about the weight gain? I think this yeah, is so please. fascinating. So yeah. I was, I was, um, last week coming back from uh, the desert and eating way too much fried food and wine, <laughs> I came back and I was like, Oh, I feel so like bloated in my belly. And yeah. I'm someone, my build, like my waist is naturally small. I carry my weight and like my butt and my thighs. But I had this moment of being like, this will, this will be difficult for me to carry weight in my belly. So I'm curious for you, like actually gaining the weight, has there been a process around that? Yeah, I will say I'm similar to you. I'm built similarly. Yeah. Where like I've always not always, I would say I've learned to dress we all learn to dress ourselves in ways that are like flattering yeah. to our figure. Yeah. Well, flattering to my figure is like cinched at the waist because it's the smallest part of me. Yeah. So I did not expect to feel I expected to feel like all of these like loving nurturing vibes about being pregnant and like showing off the baby bump. And I have been like that it's in and out, but, Mm. but there are moments where you're just like, you feel like, um, well, I shouldn't say you, here's, what's been fascinating to me Mm. is I didn't realize how attached I was to my body type as part of my sexuality and my identity. Interesting. And there's a natural shift for a woman, I think in carrying a child where you're, you're, it's not just your body changes. It's like your hormone changes and your, your, um, it's like a, like a life role is about to change mm. where the attachment it ought to move and should move at least for a period of time from sexuality to motherhood, mm-hmm. to nurturing, yeah. you know, and I think about, I'm, I'm speaking mostly biologically here. Like mm. you go from attracting a mate to now I've attracted a mate and I, I'm carrying a child. And now my body is designed to serve, not attracting a mate, but yeah. carrying this child. So it's, I think what has shocked me is what an identity shift that's been for me. Wow. I mean, I'm, it's like, I'm married. It's not like I'm like going out on the weekends, like, <laughs> picking up guys yeah. at the bar. but like just to, move through the world and realize that the way people look at you is different Mm. and the way people respond to you is different and it's not good or bad. It's just a transition and a change and to get used to looking at yourself in the mirror Mm. and seeing that you don't look the way that you used to look. Um, Like I have, I've done a lot of yoga for the last five years of my life and that's been my primary form of exercise and yoga for most people generates a body style that's I'm already long and lean, Mm -hmm. but it generates a body style that's very long and lean. So that has been the way that my body has looked for the last five years, at least as I look in the mirror and a motherly nurturing body is fuller. It's, um, you know, like your breasts grow and Mm. your belly grows and your thighs grow and everything just gets fuller and thicker. And I think, I think, that the, the profound realization for me has been that I had this idea in my mind. Um, the profound realization has been that it was challenging for me to go there. Mm. I feel like over time I've gotten to a place where I'm embracing 
the fullness. I'm yeah. like, this is really, really beautiful. And think of how miraculous it is that my body is literally supporting another human life. It's amazing. But to go from point A to point B, I don't think I thought that I had like a judgment around mm. a thicker, fuller body. I, I ne- I've, I can't tell you a time I've ever like looked at someone else and thought that about them. Yeah. But watching my body get that way, I felt like I was losing something. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So as, um, like as, as that process was happening, was it something that you were able to like identify as you were going through it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankfully, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, like having an awareness of my body and Mm. because of all of that work I've done, I wasn't, I think if it had happened to me 10 years ago and I hadn't done any of that work, Mm. it would have been happening unconsciously. And it would have just felt like I would have felt uncomfortable and bad about myself. And I wouldn't have been able to articulate what was going on or to have meaningful conversations with people around it. But thankfully, because I've done the work that I've done, I was able to identify it, put language to it, talk about it, admit it, sort of hear, you hear yourself saying something out loud and then you're like, what? How did I, I didn't know I thought that, or I didn't know I felt that. And then you talk to other women who are like, yes, totally normal. I went through something very similar. Yeah. Support from even total strangers on my Instagram. When Mm. I talked about my OB kind of shaming me for the weight gain, I got hundreds of comments from people that were like, I gained 60 pounds in my pregnancy. I gained 70 pounds. I gained 50 pounds. And my OB never said a word about it, you know? So Mm. I finally, I finally was like, oh, there's a problem with my doctor. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) it's not me. Oh man. What was that like when she said that to you? How did it, how did it even come about? Well, it was a conversation at every single appointment. Wow. My weight gain was from the very beginning, from the first appointment. Cause I had gained, I think 10 pounds when I went in for my first appointment, Mm. which is, it was like eight or nine weeks. Um, and they tell you in your whole first trimester, you're supposed to gain three to four pounds. Oh gosh. I could gain 10 pounds in a week. That's crazy. I know. Well, and I just, I, I tried to explain to her, I was like, I had gotten pregnant pretty much on my wedding night or very shortly thereafter. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I had been like leading up to the wedding, you're exercising, eating really healthy, mm-hmm. stressed out. Yeah. You're like, the th- I'm, I was like the thinnest that I get, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so then I'm like, and then I'm on a honeymoon and we're eating everything like, every day, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like 16 meals a day and pastries in the morning and just like living our best life. And then I find out I'm pregnant and then I'm having cravings. Yeah. So I, I was just like trying to explain that to her and she just was, it didn't, it didn't really land with her. So oh. then at every appointment we would have conversations about my weight gain. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, thankfully I don't know how I'm trying to figure out how common it is mm. for obese to be that fixated on, or maybe it's possible too, because everything else was totally healthy with my pregnancy, mm. that this was just one the thing, one thing. She, felt she could offer me. That yeah. would be helpful. Oh I don't gosh. know. That's so crazy. Um, okay. So tell me a little bit about what it's felt like to grow a life inside of you. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Um, well, so many things it's miraculous and wonderful and incredible and exhausting Mm. and um 
I was talking about at the beginning how the way I've heard other women talk about pregnancy and the way I think we talk about pregnancy in our culture mm. is kind of like it's like, doesn't change much about your life. You know what I mean? Like you're still you and you're, I think, I think it's an unhelpful narrative because, um, I came into pregnancy thinking it would be like this part-time job that I'd have, like, Mm. just like this thing I'm doing over on the side, but like everything else in my life stays the same. (laughs) And I feel like if you're really paying attention, it's impossible for it to be that way. Cause Mm. it's, it's, I mean, even the physical manifestation of it, it's literally like shifting around your organs and you're, uterus goes from being like the size of a plum or something to like the size of a watermelon. I mean, it's just like, so your whole body has to adjust and your, your hormones are shifting. You, the way you look in the mirror changes, the way Mm. your skin looks changes, everything changes. So, and the amount of energy I have to bring to a day has changed. Um, you're, a woman, the shape of a woman's brain is actually changing crazy in pregnancy because of the hormone shifts. Wow. So, um, baby brain, which they talk about, which makes you quite forgetful and clumsy yeah. is a real thing. Wow. It really kind of temporarily makes you dumber. It's, I don't know if that's, that's probably not a very nice way to say that, but like, um, what's it, the biological like ha- hack for that? Why, why do you think that happens? Designed to make you focus on nurturing and mm, caregiving. Yep. So for someone like me who works full time, I run Mm -hmm. my own business. I am, I would consider myself to be a driven person. Mm. I have a ton of energy. I'm always like, I've always been very, I I can't say always, I've been pretty career focused for most of my life. Yeah. And I didn't expect to feel like, especially days when you're really tired, when you're like, I could care less. Yeah. I don't even care about what to post on Instagram or (laughs) responding to these emails or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a total, total identity shift. What was the question? I feel like I got off track. Just what has it been like to grow a human life inside of you? Okay. One other thing I'll say about this is, and this might make me sound really woo and out there, but I think think has to be a thing is you're carrying a a soul inside of you. So, Mm -hmm. so like her, my daughter's energy her beingness is with me. It's like, it has to, I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've not met her where I'm still two weeks away from my due date, but um, I've thought if I had to guess about her personality, I'm going to guess she's much more laid back than me. Mm. Super chill. uh, Go with the flow, but like, doesn't really want to move all that fast in life. (laughs) And she's like, mom, like, why can't we just like, stop and hang for a while, you know, like I just want to sit here on the couch for an hour. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I just want to kind of linger and enjoy what life has to offer. I don't, I don't know. We'll see what she's like, but I guess the point that I'm getting at is that it it feels impossible that her energy wouldn't be affecting me. Absolutely. the The same way if you're living in the same house with someone who has a different energy than yep. you have, then you're negotiating, constantly negotiating that energy and that space so yep. that both people feel like they have space to live. And literally she's like growing me bigger from the inside out so, crazy. so that we have, we're, we can negotiate more space for both of us to exist. Yeah. So I, that's the other weird thing I felt is like, you feel like you have these moments where you kind of lose sight of yourself. Mm. I'm like, I remember when I was like so energetic and I, <laughs> 
wanted to go for runs and hikes and yeah now I just all I want to do is sit here yeah <laughs> and then you have moments where it comes back and flashes mm. so I'm like it's still there I'm that old part of me is still there but she's definitely a part of this mm. and she's changing me and she's a part of our family already you know right. she's not even Wow. That actually feels so profound to think about like sharing your human body with another soul. Like I, that's nuts. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. The fact that there's literally another human soul taking up your physical body. Wow. And as women, we get to do that. Yeah. It's what a, what a gift. Um, and a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to say something you were going to say and you can't. Oh, you couldn't possibly get closer to somebody. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Closest you'll ever be to any, physically the closest you'll ever be to anybody in your life. (laughs) Yeah. That is amazing. It actually, um, I, I I told you this, but I screenshotted one of your Instagram posts the other day and it's reminding me of it. Can I read it to everyone? Yeah, go for it. Amazing. So Allie wrote this beautiful post about, um, being pregnant and posted this very cute photo of her in red and it, uh, it's broken into three parts, but the first part says potentiality. We can, I now believe, become something we've always been. By that, I mean the possibility of a thing, an identity, a role, an accomplishment, a name, a baby, can exist inside of us from the beginning, very beginning, long before it ever materializes in physical form. My daughter has been inside of me from the moment I was conceived. Her daughters are already inside of her. We carry whole worlds inside of us. (sighs) I read that and I was like, that... That, I mean, that is probably the most miraculous, mind-blowing concept to me that we literally carry whole worlds inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, to me, it's a metaphor for the human potential, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. I love the idea that I learned a couple of years ago that when a a woman's eggs are already all inside of her, all the eggs that she, she, you don't produce any new eggs, like all the eggs that you have are there. of you Mm. from the moment you're conceived yeah so that means that while you were inside of your your mom well while your mom was inside of her mom you were inside of her that's crazy so things that your your maternal grandmother were experience was experiencing and feeling Mm. and processing and going through you were there yeah wow in like a esoteric way. <laughs> yeah. Or even if we, I mean, we could get so deep into the road of epigenetics and just trauma. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. That is remarkable. Yes. That is so remarkable. Um, have you read, I don't think you have because I asked you about it. Have you read the book called Mary Magdalene Revealed? No, no I need to. I keep reading it and actually thinking about you. But she, I mean, it's it's the gospel of Mary that was lost until the 1800s and they found it and the the woman, Megan uh, Watterson is her name. She unpacks this gospel of Mary. And it, it really is fascinating for me just bringing in the maternal voice of God. And yes. and this this voice that has probably intentionally by the patriarchy been left out of yeah. any form of faith system that I grew up in. Um, so I'm curious for you, has has being pregnant or like, walking down this maternal route, given you any kind of different faith perspective or opened up like your experience of the divine in any kind of way? Yeah. I think uh, it, one thing it has revealed for me is the lack of a maternal view of God, mm. because 
it feels like so many of the things I grew up believing or thinking about God feel kind of irrelevant mm. in, in light of this experience. Um, and the other thing is I have this, I, like, you know, those moments where you have what feels like this crazy epiphany. And mm. then later you think back on it and you're like, that wasn't that crazy of an epiphany. But like at the moment you're just like, <laughs> like this is profound. Oh my gosh, like, I know, like yeah. I've just like solved all the world's problems. I was a couple weekends ago, we found a place to get out of our house and go sit by a pool. Mm. So I was sitting by this pool. I was just like laying there enjoying the moment. And suddenly this thought came over my brain. I was like, no man has ever brought life into this world without a woman. Like how could God be only a man? There's Mm. no way. It was just like, I'm like, duh. Uh, and I don't, this is not like the first occur- thought that is or first time it's ever occurred to me that God could be a woman or God maybe doesn't have a gender or is both genders or whatever. Yeah. But it was to me in the moment, it was just like, I'm like looking at my pregnant belly and I'm like, no man could ever bring life into the world without the help of a woman to hold, to, to, to carry it, to you know? It, yeah. So I'm like, it, it actually, you know, when you, even if you look at like the Hebrew scriptures, it's Mary who brings Jesus into the world uh-huh. without a man, you know, <laughs> yeah. like with the help of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. And like, if we want to exclude one of the genders, it seems like right. the, <laughs> man would be the more obvious one to exclude. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I think for me that that has been a wake up call, like to be able to participate in what it feels like to, to like, um, you're not, I was going to say generate life. You're not really like, I'm not doing anything, mm. but I'm doing it all. Like, does that make sense? Like yeah. sometimes I feel like we get in this mindset in our lives, at least I do, where it's like hustle, 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 like make things happen yeah. and, and like manifest your life. And like, um, you know, I mean, I, I get it. Like there's, there's some good in all of that, but I, the thing about pregnancy is it's literally just occurring to you. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to like wake up and be like, what organ does she need to develop today? (laughs) You know, like I got to really hustle at this and like, you know, make sure that I manifest it correctly. Make it happen. Yeah. Your body is just doing it Mm. and it does take energy and effort, but not, you don't even have to decide how much effort it's going to take. Your body just decides for you. So, um, I don't know if I answered the question, but no, definitely. I, I, it almost feels like, um, like the most productive rest in the whole world. Like yes. by you just kind of resting, you're actually totally. being the most productive, which feels so counterintuitive, but kind of it incredible. Does. Yeah, it oh. does feel counterintuitive. I love it. I love it. So you have a name for her, but you don't have to tell us because you're not telling anybody. But <laughs> yeah. how did you how did you guys decide her name? Here's what's funny is we picked her name like days before we found out we were pregnant. We did not know that mm. we were pregnant. Um, maybe your spirits knew what was coming. I think so. Or something. I mean, it feels kind of serendipitous like Mm. that, but we, we, um, got married at the end of last year and we knew that we wanted to start a family right away. So we were just like, well, I guess this will happen when it happens. And so we're on our honeymoon. We're like 10 days into our honeymoon and we're just like chatting about life and family and we're like, let's pick kids names. So Mm. we were just, I mean, it was honestly a very lighthearted conversation, but we, um, we're talking through girls' names and stumbled across this name that we really liked because we liked the meaning of it. Mm. Um, and then there was some reason why the name we decided against that name. But so then we started looking up other names with the same meaning and found this name. Amazing. 
and we were like done she's our daughter our first daughter is named like thank goodness you know that's amazing picked her first name and her middle name and then you know we were just like laughing and joking about it and then truly like two days later I was like something's going on with me like I think maybe I might be pregnant and um my husband was like no (laughs) he was like there's no way (laughs) and then like maybe three or four days after that I took a test and it was positive that is insane I know literal honeymoon baby Seriously, true, true. I mean, I took the test on our honeymoon. So Mm, that is crazy. (laughs) Doesn't get any more honeymoon baby than that. Oh, it's so special. Um, Okay, we have a couple more minutes. So the first thing I want to ask you is for someone who's like, going into pregnancy and who maybe has had a complicated relationship with their body or is still like, in healing, you know, in in recovery with their relationship with their body. What kind of... um, not coaching, but what kind of advice or like gentleness would you, would you suggest for them? I, the first thing I would say is to be really careful who you surround yourself with. So Mm. make sure that anybody who is a part of your medical care, anybody who you're talking to about the pregnancy regularly, your doula, if you choose to pick a doula, a midwife, you choose to pick a midwife, whatever, anybody who is around you, make sure that they are aware of what's going on with you and that they're fully supportive of you. Cause I truly don't know what I would do without people constantly who have just said to me, like, you look amazing. You're doing, a you're great not job. gaining too much weight. You're yeah. doing a great job. You know, you just, you kind of, um, I don't know if every woman feels like this. I feel like the logical part of my brain has been kind of overridden. And mm. I, this like really much more emotional part of my brain has risen to the surface. And so it feels a little bit like you're losing your way sometimes and you mm. just need people to like speak really practically to you. Yeah. And so, you know, my husband's so great. He'd be like, listen, you ate a bagel. Like it's like, yeah. this is not the end of the world. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then you're like, yeah, that's all it was. It was a bagel. Just a bagel. Like, <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, so I would say just surround yourself with people who are going to be really supportive of you and then, and people who you feel that you can be open with because Mm -hmm. the more you can identify what's happening with you as it's happening and speak about it out loud, the Mm -hmm. less likely it is to completely take over your life. And, and also like, you know, the more we pull these subconscious thoughts into our consciousness, Mm -hmm. the easier it is for us to heal them. And the less likely we are to do something that's going to be harmful, even just skipping a meal, you know, I mean, maybe for some women, they are able to do that. I, I just are able to override a craving or something. Mm. Maybe your baby needed the protein or needed the fat or needed whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say surround yourself with great people, keep talking about it. I've also an approach I've taken that I feel like has been always helpful for me is that everything that happens to me in life is an opportunity to learn. Mm. So this is an opportunity for me to go like, Whoa, who knew that I still had work to do around this. And, and a friend of mine said, I think I started to say this earlier and then I got distracted, but a friend of mine said to me about halfway through the pregnancy, she was like, thank goodness you're addressing this stuff now before your daughter gets here so that you're not subconsciously passing that to her. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that, but Mm. you know, I mean, cause I, if you don't know what's going on, then the little gestures or the little things you say about food or things that are are happening totally below your conscious brain Mm. that you're doing in front of your kids, they're going to take on by osmosis. So Mm. I'm really grateful that grateful for the opportunity to be like, 
where did I get this idea that there was something so wrong with a bagel because it's carbs? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, even really know where that came from. And can I pull it into my conscious mind and think about it and talk about like why that, yeah, why I'm, why I'm restricting myself yeah. from eating that. No, um, that's so good. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, yeah, those are three simple things I would mm. try. I love that. I love I love that like anytime we unravel stuff, it's like an opportunity to choose like self-love or to choose fear. And it feels like in this process, especially having a daughter, I mean, I say this all the time, but I'm like, man, if my mom had loved herself 10% more, I think 90% of my issues would not be there because it was just watching, you know, it was watching a lack of complete self-acceptance and complete self-compassion and complete self-love that it just kind of rubbed off on me. And, and I think what a gift that like in your pregnancy, you have this time and space to like process out those things and let them come to the conscious so that in turn, and you have an option. I think everyone has an option. You can say like, do I choose to love myself in this or do I choose to partner with fear or whatever and and still hate the bagel, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. So good. Okay. Final question for you. I ask everyone this question. Um, what does it look like? And I'm curious specifically in this season of your life, what does it look like, look like to live a connected life? Mm. Uh, for me, what it looks like is letting it all be, mm. you know, like letting it be true and okay that I don't feel as driven right now as I used to feel letting it be true that I feel I don't want to work 10 hour days or 12 hour days or mm. Letting it be true that I need to take a nap in the middle of the day or that I'm eating a bagel or ice cream or whatever it is, you know, like just kind of like accepting, learning to like accept all of it for what it is and to not miss out. I think what happens when we start like labeling experiences or feelings or foods or whatever is good, good and bad is we end up missing out on parts of the experience that we're all here. It's all here for us to um, enjoy to to experience at least, you know, at the very least, like we don't have to enjoy every minute of, um, like there have been parts of pregnancy that are painful too, like physically painful. So you don't have to be like, I really enjoy when my legs ache so badly that I can't fall asleep. (laughs) And my feet swell. Yeah, totally. But it's, it's like, can I embrace the fact that it's happening and just say yes to it and let it happen? And let it be true that this is, this is what's going on right now. This is where I am right now. Mm. Um, that has been incredibly challenging and I have not always done a great job of it. Mm. And there have definitely been points during the pregnancy where I've wanted to just be like, this is, this sucks. Mm. <laughs> I want to check out. <laughs> and there are fewer ways to check out when you're pregnant, by the way, than yeah. <laughs> no <not>. wine allowed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but Yeah. So, so in a way you're kind of forced to pay attention, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just like paying attention, staying present with Mm -hmm. myself through all of that is, I think it's been a real gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for all of your wisdom and your insight. And thank you for taking this time to invite us into like such a, I mean, it's such a vulnerable season. This is, you're going to, you're going to have a human in a couple of weeks. That's crazy. It is. Well, thanks for letting me be be vulnerable and say things out loud that I might change my mind about later. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you. I love you so much. You're the best. You're, You're the best. 